Doom Nation, what's up? We are back once again with another Doomed Review. Skaggs, how you doing today? I am good, and I am ready to go. Excited. This is a good one. Yes. This is, uh, this is an exciting review. This is uh, near and dear to my heart. I know it's uh, near and dear to you. Uh, you want to tell Doom Nation what yes. we're reviewing? We are heading back to the sands of Tatooine. We've been there a lot lately for, for Star Wars. a condo out there. We are going to, yeah. Might be better <laughs> than planet Earth. But we are going to review Obi-Wan, the new series, episodes one and two. Um, man, I mean, let's get right into it, dude. I, yeah. I'll tell you what, I was, um, I was not expecting much. I was, I was thinking this was going to be trash. I was thinking that this was going to be an, an epic letdown. It wasn't. I got to hand it to yeah. them. They've done a good job. Um, yeah. Obi-Wan is one of my all-time favorite characters. He is Darth Vader's master, who is my absolute all-time favorite character. Uh, Clone Wars was amazing. Obi-Wan was a huge part of that. I even liked Obi-Wan in A New Hope. Um, I did for this kind of what you're planning on doing for all like the new Marvel stuff. Like I didn't watch anything. I watched like the original trailer. Yeah. And then I just, I stopped because I, when I say like, this is near and dear to my heart, like I didn't know what to expect. And I also was like, they might do something so good that like, I'm such a fan that like, it might not be perfect to me. You know what I mean? Where like I'll end up hating it anyway, even though it's good because my Nothing's expectations are so high. Yeah, yeah. Like unless I directed it, there was no way it was gonna <laughs> be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh this was this was great. I was I was really blown away. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, it's a great setup, man. It's you know, it's ten yeah. years after uh Revenge of the No, right, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith, was, right? Yep. So it's ten years later. This is a different Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. Mm-hmm. He has let go of the force, apparently, you know, kind of like Luke did in the, in the new uh, sequels. Um, he's kind of just living a life, hiding I, away. Yeah. You know, he's, he's come to grips with they lost. Uh, and his mission now is to just watch over young Luke Skywalker. I, I thought yeah. it was, you know, Ewan McGregor is a, is a fucking amazing actor. I knew he was going to do good as Obi-Wan again, prizing the mm-hmm. role. Um, it's interesting because he's acting as a different Obi-Wan, though. Yeah. Obi-Wan has changed. It is, you know, it's 10 years later again, but it's not the same way he had to act back in the prequels. He has, he's had to adapt, right. which is interesting. Well, also tie into the Clone Wars. The Jedi Council was wrong at every okay. fucking turn. Excuse my language, but like, that, you know, the Jedi Council is what led Vader to the dark side. He, you know, Obi-Wan witnessed this and he was on the wrong side of history when all this went down. So, you know, it's kind of easy to just go on this last mission to watch over Luke from the shadows and train him when it's time. Yeah, Yeah, that's why he's such a different character than, you know, than what he was, because his entire way of life was wrong. Yeah, it is. And and honestly, it sets him up for your stereotypical hero's journey, which I Mm -hmm. absolutely love those sorts of narratives. Right. The hero's journey is essentially like the hero who like shuns doing what he has to do now is like thrust back into the role and has to like come out of his, you know, like whatever's holding him down. And that's essentially what yeah. the show is setting up here where, you know, we, we, we were introduced to the plot, like right away, which I love. They got right into it. Yeah. Um, you know, they introduced that they're back on Tatooine. There's other Jedis there. Uh, there's another, another Jedi there. And, um, you know, spoiler warning. And uh, the Inquisitors come again. I didn't watch all of the Clone Wars. I didn't watch all of Rebels. I know of the Inquisitors. I don't really know much more than they exist. 
Um, they show up. They're hunting the Jedi. This is the story I have always wanted to see. This is what I thought the prequel should have been about. It should have been the first movie. should have been the transformation of Anakin to Darth Vader. Two and three should have been the hunting of the Jedi leading up to mm-hmm. the original movie. So you think, it, you think the prequel should have started at Order 66? Yes. Around, well, not exactly, but, you know, halfway through the first movie. And then yeah. you, you go from there and then you have, you know, Vader, you know, lots right. of Vader, uh, you know, throughout the rest of the movie. So this is going to make a, and, and this was I, ho- I was hoping when they decided to make this it was like, I hope they write the wrong and show us that stuff. I want to yeah. see Vader going after people. And I want to see the Inquisitors and like just the the really, really dark side of things, you know, how evil yeah. things are going to get after it all fell apart. You know, I, I don't know much about the Inquisitors. I don't even know their names, so I'm not going to take a crack at them. I never watched Rebels. It was one of the few things I never watched. Um, but, you know, a little spoiler warning. But I mean, if you're if you're this far in, you know what you're in for. Um, one of my favorite characters is little Princess Leia. Yeah, this is a golden, golden character we could get a whole princess leia saga story origin (laughs) story out of this little girl and i think it's fantastic she plays she plays this role so well yeah and i think that's also an interesting storyline too obviously if you've watched the show you know that uh they introduce princess leia as a child and she is on alderaan which we have never seen alderaan if you remember Mm -hmm. is the planet uh the original movies that darth vader blows up with the death star um, you know, right in front of Princess Leia. So we've never been on the ground to Alderaan before. So I thought it was cool that they finally decided to explore this place. And you see, it's actually like a beautiful place yeah. with like high technology and what seems like a pretty good, strong, moral society going on there. And it sets up the story, man. It's also tying together a lot of like little tiny threads from the original trilogy. You know, if you go back all the way to the first movie back in whatever, 70, whatever it is. When we first meet Obi-Wan, he gets that message from Princess Leia, you know, and and it's implied that she knows Obi-Wan and he's helped her before. You are now seeing that story come come to fruition. Oh, man. How many years ago was that? Forty something years ago at this point? I don't know. The 70s. Yeah. Well, yeah. The original was like 74 or something like that. But uh, but the timeline in between. So it's 10 years after. Mm revenge of the sith so uh, leia and luke are 10 and then you gotta expect maybe another 10 years to 15 years before yeah. it's a new hope i'd say yeah. I, I meant in so terms of like our lot... our years you know what i mean oh, like if well, you yeah, were yeah. a fan I mean, back like you yeah. know if you were like your dad 30, back then yeah, 30 you years stuff in, the, in the movie theater like you are seeing yeah. like storyline threads being like spun and tied up now all these yep. years later that's pretty cool I enjoy that little tidbit of it. And yeah, there's man, so that, much to work with, too. Yeah, there is. That, that little actress, too, who, who plays Princess Leia is amazing. She's so yeah. spicy and such like a powerful little girl. Now, me being a girl dad, it's even more cool like <laughs> to see something like that. It's awesome. Yeah. I'd like my, my daughter to be a little Princess Leia like that and kick a whole bunch of ass and whatnot. There you go. So I thought that was oh, yeah. pretty cool. Um, again, going back to the Inquisitors, too, man, I, I, if there's one criticism I'm going to have, uh, of the first two episodes, because we are doing the first two episodes here, is I really like the Inquisitors, all of them. They're all, they look badass. They seem pretty menacing. The Grand Inquisitor, I'm pretty sure that was the Grand Inquisitor, perhaps. Not 100% sure. That motherfucker looks badass. Again, sorry for my language, but he was a badass-looking dude. I mean, I, I thought it was a mistake to kill him off in the, in the second oh, episode, yeah. because I, I like the whole vibe. I like the whole dynamic amongst them, and he just looked really, really cool and really menacing. I don't know. What do you think about that? 
I think he looked good. I know he does look different from either the comic books or some show. Uh, people were talk- talking a little bit about that, but I think he was a great character. It it kind of sucks to see him go because I could have really seen him being like a formidable opponent against Obi-Wan. Like it would have been nice to see like a big lightsaber battle, but instead like this grand inquisitor just got taken out like that. Yeah. yeah. Another interesting. I hope tidbit. it's not like, a, I hope it's not like a little Disney being woke and, you know, we need the bad, you know, the, the Supreme baddie to be a, a woman now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, I thought that, of course, I, I, I hate that that thought has to always creep into your I mind know. at every storyline term, but that is the reality yeah. of what Disney does. Uh, one interesting thing I did not know is that the Inquisitors are Jedi who, you know, yeah. after Order 66, they just fuck it. They just turned. And follow you know, any the, Sith Jedi stayed, you know, stayed yeah. alive. Yeah, they just turned and followed the dark side. I mean, that's pretty grim, you know. Yeah, because well, I mean, the Emperor is, uh, you know, a Jedi. He has the Force, so he anybody who's underneath him, he keeps them alive. Join or die. Yeah, that's I guess what it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty grim. And, um, go ahead. So you know what we're gonna say? Uh, if oh. you want to go chronologically, or I was just gonna yeah, jump around. We could go. A yeah, whatever, man. You know, you know how we do. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's I really am pleasantly surprised, man. I have to say um, one of the other problems I think we've had with a lot of the new Star Wars stuff as well is that the focus has been too much on Tatooine or mm-hmm. stand in desert planets. That's been like where almost everything has happened lately. So, I mean, I think they did a great job by getting Obi-Wan the fuck out of there as soon as this uh, episode starts like halfway through. Hey, look, mission, let's go get out of there. And he's on his way. Uh, to help save uh, yeah. Princess Leia. So I thought that was pretty cool that we have a new setting now, which is another planet called something with a D. I don't remember the name. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, that, that shitty planet the, yeah, where there's no uh, incoming and outgoing messages and stuff. Yeah, which I yeah, thought was uh, an interesting, you know. Yeah. There's other story. planets that are, are very similar to that that you see throughout like Clone Wars and stuff. Yeah, these, you know, yeah. These, I'm talking about dark like the, smuggler planets. Yeah, and the live action stuff. We've been too much on desert style planets. Yeah. We need to explore more of Star Wars universe and, and the live action stuff. So I want to ask you, did you catch any of the Easter eggs while Obi-Wan had, was on this planet walking around in no. the streets and whatnot? So I don't know if you know. No. So I guess you didn't notice. But the actor who plays Boba Fett was. Uh, yes. The, oh, yeah, that I noticed. And I was wondering if that was either Fives or Rex or somebody from Anakin's old unit. Could be, right? It, it is Tamira Morrison, who's the actor that plays Boba Fett. I looked that yeah. up. can't pronounce his name. Um, I thought maybe it was Boba Fett, but I'm like, wait a minute. It can't be, right? Because no. Boba Fett is still probably a very young adult at this time in mm-hmm. the timeline. However, the clones are all, would all essentially look exactly like Boba Fett. Yeah, because they looked like, because they were cloned after Jango Fett, and they all age. And there was even a Easter egg that was never really confirmed that Rex is alive up until episode six, Return of the Jedi. Uh, he is one of the bearded. He has there's a rebel fighting alongside a Han Solo and Luke Skywalker on Endor when they're trying to get into that little door to go to the underground base. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's this older man with a white beard. And they were saying that that's Rex. Interesting. So these clones do age. And okay. shit. So they always slower, though I believe. Yeah. Right? Then, and also, if you notice, he had the older stormtrooper helmet on. He had the white and blue helmet. So that was that's why I was wondering if that was part of Anakin's troops. Because, uh, spoiler for you, but like when Ahsoka gets her own troops, they paint their helmets the same way her face, her skin color is. 
I see. They have like Definitely. orange on their stuff. So I was wondering if there's like a connection to that. Maybe. I mean, yeah. And for those who are listening or watching, if you don't, if you're not familiar, if you didn't watch Clone Wars or familiar with who Rex is, he is one of like the main characters of the one of the many, many yeah. main characters of the Clone Wars, who is a clone trooper who is on the side of uh, Anakin and Obi Wan throughout many of the battles yeah. and whatnot. So that would be interesting. Could it just be a uh, an Easter egg of yeah, just, just a random know, Joe, just a random, you know, it's just a random get to Mira Morrison back in there because we're doing other stuff with them right now. The Book of Boba yeah. Fett. So, I mean, I thought that was cool. Um, also, the girl selling drugs to Obi-Wan is actually Ewan McGregor's daughter. I found out. Really? And they snuck her in for a little cameo appearance there as well. They turned her into was, a drug dealer. How yes, nice. they did. Pretty, pretty, pretty <laughs> funny. Yeah, man. So, I mean, I thought Reva, her name is, right? She is the Inquisitor who kind of has the heart on for Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. That is an interesting storyline I think they're they're working on, right? Because everybody wants Vader, obviously. And yeah. we're going to get to that towards the end of this, right? But I think what makes Star Wars great is there's always like a triangle of characters, right? And these triangle of characters are always like sometimes on the same side. Sometimes they have competing interests. Sometimes they have love interests, etc. And the best stories are always driven by that triangle, whether it was the original trilogy or even the new one with Rey, Kylo Ren, and uh, Finn. Now you kind of already have a new triangle being set up, except it's a much darker triangle. You have mm-hmm. the one good guy which is obviously Obi-Wan, and then you have Reva and Vader. So I think that is going to be a really good, interesting dynamic, and we'll see how that goes, because it seems like her motivation is the rest of the Inquisitors treated her like shit, you know? She needs to be number one. And she needs to be number one, and how best to get to number one, you know, to hang out with the big guy and do something that he wants you to do. We'll see how that plays out as the story progresses through the next episodes, because if you know the Sith... They screw each other over left yeah. and right. So I, I think there is potential for backstabbing and whatnot as we well, There go. already was backstabbing when oh, she yeah. killed uh, the Grand there, Inquisitor. There, there you go. So I, I, I'll tell you what my theory is, and then I'll let you go make ahead. some points here. So my theory is going forward that this Save Leia story will somehow morph into a confrontation between Vader and Obi-Wan, and Reva will play into that as well. And she will somehow, for whatever reason, I don't know exactly, but something she will do will force Obi-Wan and Vader to temporarily join sides to fight against her and possibly the other Inquisitors for some reason. And that will tie all the way back into when Vader and Luke Skywalker have a conversation in the final movie where he says, you know, father, there's some still some good in you. And he goes, oh, you know, Obi-Wan once thought as you did. And if you remember all the way back to him, what Vader and Obi-Wan never had that conversation that there's still some good in you. You just fought and that was it. So I think that conversation will happen because they will temporarily align themselves to fight off the inquisitors. That'd be crazy. Something like that. Something like Kylo Ren and, um, and Ray did when they fought the, um, you know, Snoke in the, in the the throne room or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That would be pretty dope. So we'll see, see if my theory comes, uh, comes to fruition. And with that, Doom Nation, we'll be right back after a few messages. What's up, everyone? It's the Two Doom Men, and we're here to tell you about a partner of ours, the Patriot Cigar Company. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with the idea of incorporating the love of cigars with the love for freedom and America. There is no better way to celebrate our love for our country and freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium cigar. 
After months of trying out different blends and working with master blenders, they created the Hellfire, TNT, Sidewinder, Moab, and Mark 48, which we have right here. Each cigar is made with premium tobacco, aged a minimum of three years in Nicaragua. You know, this is a true story. I had really fallen off smoking cigars for a while, and I just couldn't find anything that I enjoyed or wanted to sit through until I was introduced to the Patriot Cigar Company, and these are honestly some of the best cigars I've smoked in a long time. And the best part about it is you could go to MyPatriotCigars.com and use our promo code DOOMED to get 15% off your order. So if you're ready to enjoy a nice cigar, head on over to their website by using the link in our episode description below. That would be uh that'd be very dope. I haven't really decided where I think it's going yet. Um, just because I'm too excited to see the unlimited storyline they have for Princess Leia. I could be wrong. The one thing I never did with Star Wars is read the comic books. So there might be a whole 10 compendiums of Princess Leia growing up that I don't know about. But um, I'm excited to see where they're going with her. But what a great, great scene when Obi-Wan found out that Anakin is still alive. He didn't want to fight. He's just trying to get off the planet. He's just trying to save the day. And Reva was like, Drops Darth Vader sent me. And like you could see in his face, like she's like, Terror. he's been looking for you. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he was just shattered. What a great, great scene. And then cut to Anakin in a regeneration tube, just sitting there angry. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it, it set up amazing. I, I'll be honest with you. I even liked the, you know, last time on Star Wars at the beginning where they recapped the three <laughs> movies and they yes. showed, and what they yes. showed you are things that are going to matter in the show. And, and they showed you, just like you said at the beginning of this, man, like Obi-Wan, he failed. His mission was mm -hmm. to essentially be a father to, to Anakin and, and raise him. And if you even remember, Right when they had their confrontation, I'm a, was it Masfar or Mustarf? I can't, I can't remember. In the, when that lava in the final, yeah. Planet, he, yeah. He says, like, Anakin, you were a brother to me. Bro, you had to be the guy's dad, not his brother. Yeah. That was the mistake. And that has haunted Obi-Wan forever. So now the whole moral of the story that we're going to see here is he's going to have to confront those demons and those mistakes yeah. he made on this hero's journey he's going on. thought another little interesting tidbit that they showed in the... Um, the beginning uh, little thing where they showed you like last time, something I even forgot was one of the things Yoda said to Obi-Wan towards the very end was, you know, go to Tatooine. You must essentially and teach you to communicate with your former master. I will yeah. or something like that. So yeah. don't be surprised. I don't know anything. I haven't tried Jin. to spoil myself, but if Qui-Gon Jinn, Liam Neeson, Obi-Wan's original master shows up um, in a force ghost way to try and, help guide Obi-Wan through this, you know, tumultuous time that he's going to be going through mm -hmm. where he has to come to grips with his former Padawan. Not only is he the most evil man in the universe, but he's still alive and trying to kill me now all these years yeah. later. So I, I think that'll be pretty fucking dope to, uh, to see Liam Neeson come back. I thought yeah. they were even going to do it in the first episode, but it was, uh, it was um, Jimmy Smith's character. Well, I can't remember his name. Uh, Leia's, Leia's stepfather. Oh yeah. 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 The, in the cave. I thought that was going to be Qui-Gon right there. Yeah. But it, but yeah, so I think they teased the it already. Only, a little bit. That was that's an issue I have. I love what's his name? Leia's father's name in real life, whatever it is. Jimmy Smith, I believe. Yeah, he he was in Sons. He was a great actor. And that yeah. guy's a great actor through and through. And they've used him time and time again. 
but the guy's not getting any younger. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? But but every like, time they've used him, um, it's been in an age appropriate role. Like every time, like at this right. point in the story that they're telling. Well, that's he the was, I think not. Nah, wasn't he in? He was in the original Star Wars, I believe. Um, him in which one? You mean the one in the seventies? No, he was in the prequels. No, he, he was in one, two, and three. Yeah, he yeah, was in the prequels. Right. Why can't I remember his yeah. his character? Bail Organa. Sorry, everybody. Bail Organa. <laughs> yeah, Leia's Leia's dad. Yes, now, he was in the prequels. He was, you know, he was alongside Padme, uh, mm-hmm. often as another senator who was, you know, like another one of the good senators. There's no such thing in yeah. real life, but. Um, yeah, he, I mean, yeah, I guess a- it is age appropriate. Yeah. Ten years after A New Hope, uh, he also ten years before A New Hope or whatever it is. Yeah, and he also showed up in uh, Rogue One, I believe. Um, when they yes. were, um, he had a quick cameo appearance when they were like drawing the the plans for how to get the Death Star yeah. plans, and that was only a couple of years ago. So it's a very similar age to where he is in real life right now. So I think yeah. they've used him. You know, great. He is a good actor too. Uh, his his little tiny scenes were really good too. He was. Uh, convincing i i enjoyed like showing him trying to teach leia you know how to you know like morality in a sense like you know sit down child i'm gonna teach you things but then she yeah. she's you know she's a skywalker right at the end of the day so she's gonna do her own thing also so i really I think we're those. gonna see a lot more of that yeah definitely i mean there's a lot of potential there with that character yeah uh so anything else sir I don't know, man. We got a lot more to go. We are going to try and review every episode. Uh, mm-hmm. This was episodes one and two. Let's give them a big rate. issue. There's go only six episodes. Are you sure? I could have sworn there's going to be ten. Let's let's nah, see. Uh, between six and eight. Any Obi One episodes? Boy, just a big. I go on Google and I Google how many Obi One episodes, and in the tab, it just says six. It does yeah. say six. So. That is disappointing. Somebody I knew. I really hope they don't try and cram everything into the next four episodes. Me too. That's a big mistake that we've been seeing a lot lately is you you don't give yourself enough time to tell the story. We'll see the first episodes are perfect. In my opinion, let's rate them before we uh, sign off here. What do you want to get? I am giving it an eight. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't want to give it a 10 because I could honestly see how like every episode could end up being a 10. And then it's really like, what are we reviewing it for? We're just, you know, creaming ourselves over it. So I'm giving it an eight. It was action packed. I think there's going to be a lot of nostalgia. I think what they're doing with Princess Leia is great. I think they're setting up the villains in a great way. And now that you've jogged my memory with the Easter egg, I think there's potential to be just like in low key with all the Easter eggs. I think there's potential to be a million Easter eggs in here. That makes it. And you know me. Yeah. You when I, I start noticing Easter eggs, numbers go up. So you love you love your egg hunt. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to give episode one and eight as well. I thought it was a great start. Interesting. Uh, the 10 year gap. Everything. You McGregor doing a great job at doing the difference in sort of character. Uh, I'm going to give episode two a 9.5 as close <laughs> to perfect as I'm going to think anything ever was that I watched. Yes, I'm hyped yeah. up, but. Uh, I, I think also uh, just to cap it off here, uh, something they did, which was key, was releasing both one after another. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we didn't watch or weren't able to watch both, we would have had a lower rating for the first one because you kind of would have been left right. on a cliffhanger and not sure what's coming for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. And you'd be waiting around like, ah, but the fact that they released two, it was kind of like a little mini story arc on its own. Yeah. I think that was a good idea. Um, they should maybe learn yeah. from stuff like that. 
someone said it and they were spot on watching the two of them. And I unfortunately didn't watch the two of them back to back. Um, it was like watching a movie. It was like watching yeah. a mini movie. It was. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was its own little tiny story arc. It was. You got to get Obi-Wan back in the game. Yeah. He gets back in the game and it ends with him now having to reconcile with his former Padawan and all that stuff. And now mm-hmm. that is going to be the story episode See, by episode the rest of the way. This it's a good thing for people like us, but it's got to be tough for people who are just getting into Star Wars because me and you have been through all the movies. I've been through a majority of the shows. You know, I, I know, you know, the, the fandom and all that stuff. So like getting right into it and like Obi-Wan's like ready, like ready, set, go. Perfect for people like me and you who know as much as we can know about Obi-Wan. But people who are just like, oh, Mandalorian's cool. I'm going to watch Obi-Wan have no idea what is going on yeah, right now. Well, well, that's their loss. You know, this isn't meant yeah. this. If, if they tried to make this show for everyone else who hasn't watched our yeah. before, it suck. Right. It's so, yeah, I mean, if you want to watch it, I don't know if you're still here and you haven't watched the other stuff, you should, because it ain't great, but it adds a lot of context to this. And this seems like it's going to be great. So I, I'm very hopeful yeah. for the rest of the season. But they will uh, yeah, so sign off there. All right. Doom Nation, I hope you guys enjoyed this doomed review. This is the reviews you're looking for. (laughs) Um, uh, We'll see you guys next week for episode three of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. May the force be with you.